Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rami Alijil, and welcome to the People Processes Podcast, your source for weekly compliance updates, news, and interviews with business leaders all over the United States. Today, we're going to be diving into the CMS extension of small group transitional relief through 2020. This is a good opportunity to do an ACA update in general, and we'll kind of hit on that as well. But first, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, whatever your podcast catcher of choice is, and check us out on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Poplar Financial, where you can get additional updates, and at peopleprocesses.com, where you can subscribe and get exclusive subscriber-only content. So let's dive in. On March 25th, the CMS issued a new one-year extension of its transitional relief policy for non-grandfathered small group plans that are not compliant with the ACA. Policyholders will be allowed to renew their transitional plan coverage, these are often referred to as grandmothered plans, through October 1, 2020, as long as the coverage does not extend beyond December 31, 2020. If the CMS does not issue another extension next year, all non-compliant policies must be compliant by January 1, 2021. Any policy renewed during the 2020 calendar year after January 1 would have to have a short plan year in order to terminate by December 31. CMS believes that requiring transitional policies terminate immediately before January 2021 will facilitate changing from non-compliant coverage to Affordable Care Act compliant coverage, which requires a calendar year policy year in the individual market anyway. As specified in prior extensions, carriers that renew coverage under the extended transitional relief policy must provide a notice to affected individuals and small businesses about the limitations of non-compliant coverage for each policy year. We have confirmed with most of the Department of Labor's and Departments of Insurance that they will allow grandmother plans to continue at the state level as well. They will provide policyholders that freedom to change their anniversary dates and allow carriers to offer short plan renewal options within the CMS guidelines for next year. Now, here's what most people don't know. This is the fifth extension of the transitional relief policy and the third under the Trump administration. While the scope of the extension is again limited to one year, the context of the announcement indicates a longer term commitment to relief of continuation. CMS Administrator Seema Verna explains, not extending the grandmothered plan policy would cancel plans that are meeting people's needs today and, as a result, force people to decide between buying coverage that they cannot afford on the individual market or going uninsured. By extending the grandmothered plan policy, we are following through on our commitment to protect those left behind by Obamacare, end quote. The CMS press release, which we actually have linked at peopleprocesses.com, cites this transitional relief extension and recent actions to expand the asso- to associated health plans and short-term health plans as examples of the Trump administration's commitment to providing affordable coverage options to America, again, quote, left behind by the PPACA. A little background. In response to public pressure, CMS first announced transitional relief for small groups and individuals, allowing them to renew the coverage they had in place on October 1, 2013, even though that coverage did not comply with various ACA market reforms, including community rating, essential health benefits, and metallic benefit levels. This happened November 14, 2013, March 5, 2014, February 29th of 2016, February 23rd of 2017. Last year was the crazy one because it didn't happen until April 9th of 2018, and now just recently, March 25th, 2019. In other ACA news, just a reminder, employers who have more than 50 full-time equivalents are in fact still required to provide affordable ACA coverage, 
uh, compliant, minimal essential coverage, all those things, uh, or face very significant fines of around $3,000 per employee per year out of the company's net profit, not tax deductible. Employees or individuals are no longer required to have health insurance, though it's always a good idea. But if you don't, you will not see that individual penalty anymore. So the individual mandate, no longer around, but the corporate mandate, still required. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for today. I hope this was a quick, good update for you to stay on top of the ACA world. Uh, There is a pending, or there's a court case uh, that's going up. It's going to wind up at the Supreme Court. There's a lot of speculation on which way that's going to go. See, the original justification under the Supreme Court was under the, for the ACA, was that there was a uh, a taxing authority granted to Congress, which is correct. And that taxing authority is what allowed the Affordable Care Act to exist as it was. They struck down some parts that they determined weren't under the taxing authority. So one of the big issues is, uh, since in November of 2017, um, Congress struck down the individual mandate, which is the taxing part of the law. The question now is, is the law constitutional at all without the tax? We'll find out. The Supreme Court's going to check it out. We've still got plenty of time. But for 2019, you need to be offering affordable, compliant coverage if you are a uh, qualified large employer or a QLE. If not, you're all good. And again, as an employee, as an individual, you do not have to have coverage, though it is a really, really good idea. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for today. My name is Rami Alijil, and thank you for tuning in. We'd love to hear from you and answer any of your listener questions on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Talk to you soon. Now it's time for you to go out there, have a great day, and get your work done.